The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, a very good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Drive with Peter Vlaus. It's all thanks to Ian Peterson and the team at Toolmart. Uh, you get the right tool from the start. 12 stores locally owned and operated. Of course, one down there in Bunbury. Those people listening on SEN Spirit 621 through Bunbury and the Southwest. Great to have you on board. Also, those people in the golf fields on SEN 1611, where. Um, We've got a few listeners up there and uh, we look forward to their interaction on the temperate bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or the Scarborough Toyota open line 13 12 55. Also, for those people in the metro area on SEN 657, uh, great to have you on board. And also for those people that are listening outside Western Australia on the SEN uh, WA app. Now, the big story as it broke uh, yesterday was uh, Ben Rutten. Where is he at in relation to his future at the Essendon Football Club? It appears that Alistair Clarkson now has firmed even closer to taking over the position. It's a matter of when... I think Ben Rutten was at Tullamarine, the training headquarters of Essendon, this morning. And, of course, he was mobbed by the media. Difficult 24 hours, Ben. How unsettling has it been for you? Uh, look, it's been OK. Look, it's uh, not ideal, obviously, but um, it is what it is. Are you confident you've still got the, the playing group, Ben? Yeah, I've got the confidence of the players. We've got a job to do, and I'm going to coach them the best I can the next five days. Well, there you go. I'm going to do the best I can in coaching in the next five days. It might be his last five days because, as I mentioned, making a couple of calls this afternoon, it looks like Alistair Clarkson is really firming to take over the position at the Essendon Football Club. Now, Brett Ratton also spoke today, the St Kilda coach, and uh, he also reflected on when he was axed as the Carlton coach. I do feel for him because it's it's not a great spot to be in and having lived through it myself, um, yeah, it's tough. When you when you, you live through it at Carlton, yep. you say it affects your family. How does it affect you? When it finally came through, it was sort of, you know, the, the challenge of about being a leader at a football club is to keep leading and be strong, um, even though that the outside pressure is coming. Um, that was something that I said to myself and wanted to fulfil, even though I was under the pressure. The big part that I felt was when the decision was made, I thought I let down a lot of people, um, my family... Uh, the assistant coaches that might not be there, people that had worked closely with me that didn't have maybe a job coming up and were then terminated. That's what I felt. I felt I let a lot of people down. Um, I think it took me 12 months to get my confidence back. I lost some confidence from the, you know, being exited yeah. from the job and I was very fortunate to be around good people who supported me. And then I went over to, you know, did some um, study and I got some real confidence from that, um, which was great. So... Yeah, I was pretty fortunate. There you go. And just before we leave the current developments regarding Ben Rutten, of course, one of Essendon's all-time champions is Tim Watson. And he works on Melbourne Radio on SEN 1116. And he said this this morning regarding how Rutten should handle the current situation and all the conjecture surrounding him. It's a results-based industry that we operate in. Wins and losses, okay? And they stack up against you one way or the other. Mm. He is entitled, though, to go into the football club today and say, look, are you actively chasing Alistair Clarkson to coach this club? So do you think he needs to do that as his first point? 100%. You need to first know. Well, I would think that they would say to him, I mean, given the relationship they have with him and the fact that 
you know, it's been a strong, good relationship between administration and he, then they would be saying to him, look, things have changed in the last 48 hours. Things have changed. Right. And the commitment that our previous president gave to you yes. as a result of the internal review no longer apply because of what's taken place. Okay. So it is, in, it is up to them to be upfront and honest with him and to say that to him. We cannot guarantee you this job. In fact, if Al Clarkson is available, we are we are well. If Al Clarkson was to agree to coach our football club, then you would no longer be the coach. There you go. That's Tim Watson's take this morning. But as we sit here at the moment, uh, Ben Rutten is still in place as the Essendon Football Club coach. Now you mentioned, uh, and it was mentioned on Hayes and Mardo just a short time ago. This is damning on some of the AFL clubs regarding the way they conducted their COVID-19 protocols. Now, the AFL has completed an audit into the compliance of players and the football program staff at AFL clubs in the current AFL season related to testing and testing reporting under the COVID-19 protocols, which form part of the AFL rules. Now, the audit by the AFL Integrity Department intensified a series of non-compliance issues with the protocols at some clubs during the current AFL season, including not undertaking a rapid antigen test, that's a rat test, within the period prescribed by the protocols, and or not uploading an image, which is a photograph, of a prescribed rat test within the period prescribed by the protocols, and or uploading an image taken of a previous rat undertaken by that or another person. So... The audit found there were five clubs with varying levels of non-compliance. It did not find that any club had obtained a competitive advantage, though, through the failure to comply. And because they were so blasé with their testing, reportedly, the Sydney Swans today were fined $100,000, with $50,000 to be included in the 2022 or 2023 soft cap, Collingwood to find $50,000, a half to be included in the 2022 or 23 soft cap. Richmond, $25,000, half of that 12 and a half, again, included in the 2022 or 2023 soft cap. The Brisbane Lions were reprimanded and 25000 fully suspended fine. And also St Kilda reprimanded and a 25000 fully suspended fine. So while we were doing the right thing, all business practices around Perth and Western Australia, and we as individuals complied when, of course, we tested positive with a rat test and then often we went and got a PCR and if that was positive, we stayed in isolation for seven days. It appears there's been some, do we term it, fudging by certain clubs And I think it's a bad, bad look for the Sydney Swans in particular. And no doubt by the size of the fine that they have been the main instigators of not delivering properly to the AFL Integrity Department the way these tests needed to be conducted. And we know that COVID has run rampant around Australia for the last two and a bit years and it's affected so many people's livelihood and so many businesses that at AFL clubs can be so blasé and so irresponsible in the way they reported that to the AFL in relation to the RATS test and everything to do with the COVID protocols. So there you go. That's a, a pretty uh, interesting story, and it will develop. It'll be a big story tomorrow because it's actually just landed just a short time ago, and being two hours in front 
in the eastern states, particularly in Melbourne and Sydney. It will be, I think, a, a story. And I gather the clubs will have to answer in some shape or form after those club sanctions were imposed. All right, let's get back on the field. Two good players, two great players today decided to retire from the game. Uh, I'll be speaking to Michelangelo Rucci uh, from Adelaide, of course, part of the Run Home team on SEN South Australia, former leading journalist with the Adelaide Advertiser, the man that broke the story about, by the way, the pre-season Adelaide Crows camp. But today I'll speak to him about Robbie Gray, who will finish his career as one of the most decorated players in Port Adelaide history. It's probably something that's been on my mind for a fair while, to be honest. Um, you know, you get this sort of age and um, probably the issues I've had physically with my body. Um, yeah, I knew it was the right time and as hard as it is to, to make the call and um, uh, admit to yourself, I suppose, it, it is a time. Um, yeah, I'm really comfortable with it, as I just said to the group then, so I um, know it's the right time and uh, looking forward to, to whatever's next. And your way up, whether you could go for another pre-season, try for another year, or whether this was the best way to end it? Uh, yeah, certainly played on my mind a fair bit because um, this year has has been a struggle and I, I did feel really good coming into the year. But, um, yeah, I suppose um, after I weighed everything up, um, I just felt this was the right call for, for me personally and probably for the footy club as well. Perfect to end it in a showdown? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, clearly um, they're always great games to play in, so to play in one more and for that to be the last, the way it happened to work out, um, you know, I certainly look forward to playing this Saturday night. We gave you the dream script. You kicked the winning goal after the soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Just a win, Rooch, would be nice. <laughs> So that was Michael Enzo Rucci asking all those questions at the press conference today. So we'll speak to Rooch in just a moment. And the other news is that Richmond great Shane Edwards is set to retire. By the way, Gray, 270 games, will retire after the showdown uh, this weekend against Adelaide. Uh, by the way, Shane Edwards will also retire when the Tigers AFL finals campaign ends, whenever that may be. One of just five Tigers to have played 300 VFL AFL games, a 33-year-old today, signalled the looming end to his dedicated career. In a statement, he says, it's time for me to step aside and move on just as players did for me when I started. Anyway, Michelangelo Rucci after the break and also we'll speak later on to Ben Carrick, who, by the way, was crowned the king of the Avon descent after taking out the 124-kilometre kayak ultra-marathon. Because of our AFL commitments with Haggers yesterday, we couldn't speak to Ben. We'll have a chat to him today about uh, the weekend that was uh, coming down the rapids from Northam to Bayswater and taking out the uh, Avon descent. That's a bit later on in the hour. It's 11 past five. This is Drive with Peter Vlahos. All thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre.